Hey movie fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Uncharted Media Podcast. This is episode 187, and I'll be honest with you guys, we're, we're always honest with you here. This is just a weird week in the entertainment world. Like, there's big stuff and nothing at all at the same time. So, Josh and I rode what's called the struggle bus when it comes to a <laughs> discussion topic this week. So, we're going to let you in on a little secret. Um... When we're really lazy and we can't think of anything better to do, we have you guys do the work for us and submit fan requested questions for us to go over on the podcast. That's like our we can't go to the well too often for this, but I think this is the first time we've gone to this well with Josh present. Normally, that's my get out of jail free card of Josh has something and I have to do the podcast by myself. I'll just take your questions. So that's what we're doing this week. You asked some really interesting questions. I threw out a question. I'm more just curious to hear Josh's thoughts on it uh, into the mix. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to take your questions as well as go over some of the quote-unquote big news topics of the week in the world of entertainment. There was one in particular and then everything else. There was a big news topic, (laughs) a distraction to that news topic from the same studio, and then some other stuff that we threw in there. So we had more than two news topics. Uh, But Josh... How are you doing tonight on this brutally honest evening? <laughs> I am uh, I'm chilling like a villain, my dude. It's uh it's been an interesting week to be sure, uh, uh-huh, for more uh-huh. than one reason. Uh <laughs> uh-huh. uh so yeah, no, yeah, it's chilling. Today was weird. My mom, like I had to drive her to her work because she was like dizzy or some stuff. It was it's been a weird day. It's been a weird day all around, honestly. You drive her through lunch or breakfast? Uh I got I got all kinds of stuff. Dude, like I, I ate out multiple meals before noon today, so let's not talk about Josh's eating habits. <laughs> well, what about Josh's viewing habits? You watch anything good recently? This week, no. I've been really, really, really busy this week. Um, however, after this episode is after we're done recording this, I'm gonna go downstairs and my dad and I are gonna watch Prey. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um Segway. Because that's nice. what I watched this weekend. I nice. watched Prey. So <laughs> here's where I'm going to get in trouble with some people. It's the best Predator movie, and it's not really close. Like, there's going to be some people who be like, the original's a classic. It is. But um, <laughs> it's very much of its time. And also... I like the Predator, the original Predator movie, once the Predator's involved, but, like, the whole, the intro part of it of just, like, oh, we're on this special mission with the best commandos, it doesn't really, I don't know, it doesn't interest me nearly as much. Once it becomes, like, a cat and mouse game, that's a whole lot cooler than stick around. Like, it's it's cool, it's 80s machismo, but I like the, the stalking element more, like a traditional slasher. This is awesome. Uh, I think it's super, super cool that you've got your traditional English-speaking version, but then you also have a Comanche dub version that they did, like, the entire movie in Native uh, Native American speak of Comanche, which is super cool, so I'd be curious to go back and watch it in that way. I love this movie. There's It doesn't matter if you watch the English or the Comanche dub version. There's not a lot of dialogue to get it either way. It's really, really, really well done. The doggo is super cute. He is the goodest boy in the world um 
But I, I think I like this more than any other Predators because there's actually more story to it than just a race to survival. It is a coming of age story. It is, um, I know some people are all pissed. A girl couldn't take down a Predator. A girl could take down this Predator, especially if it's this girl against this Predator. I like that not only are humans back in time in terms of technology, the Predator itself is still the Predator, but not as developed as we're used to so he's he's not game breaking for lack of a better term but uh amber mid thunder is fantastic in the lead role so much of it is on her because she doesn't have a big supporting cast through most of this movie that being said there's still a ridiculously high body count which is probably my only negative that there's a lot of cg blood in this that doesn't look particularly good it's a very violent and grisly movie that's fantastic but when it goes for the cg blood i don't love it and also there's an unintentionally funny moment um they bring back a wilhelm scream and i kind of laughed harder than i should i'm just like oh wow you brought back a wilhelm scream out of nowhere but okay it was like unintentionally funny but yeah I loved Prey, and I know some people are like, well, this should have come out in theaters. If they make a sequel to this, and they should, that should go to theaters, because currently the Predator franchise's reputation isn't the best, so I get yeah. why this went to streaming. That being said, it's too good for streaming. It needs to go to theaters. And it makes me all the more mad that Dan Trachtenberg, the director of this and Tentacle Field Lane, left the Uncharted movie, but he gave us this instead, so I guess that's a good consolation prize. <laughs> Awesome. I look forward to watching it later. I, uh, I'm i also hoping to hit up Sandman at some point this week. Mm, I'm hearing great things about that. Yeah, I'm hearing fantastic things. And it's I'm not I'm familiar with the content and the author, but I have not read Sand, the Sandman graphic novel myself. Um, it is on my list of things to get to be sure. So but yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, yeah, dude, there's all, all kinds of stuff out that's right now to watch. <laughs> So getting us into our first news topic, our first like big one that really just shook up everything else. We had heard last week that Warner Brothers was going to have like a big meeting to kind of just more or less kind of a state of the union. And it was about what we expected. If you liked the Mm -hmm. current administration of Warner Brothers, you really liked the things that you heard. But if you don't like the current administration at Warner Brothers, it kind of reinforced some things that you already kind of believe. So... Make of that what you will. Uh, I don't know about you, Josh, but I've been very pro David Zaslav so far, mm-hmm. except for their silence on Ezra, the Ezra Miller situation, which again, good grief! Now and now Ezra's actually been charged with a felony. Like, yeah. Oh, jeez. But we get this meeting, and they kind of give some clarification of the Batgirl canceling. They kind of outline their future plans. Some people got all up in arms about some things. Um, while some other people got up in arms about some other things. I will admit, not everything came across perfect, but I really like what went down with this Warner Brothers Discovery, like, announcement, or, like, not even official announcement, just, like, investor call or whatever, because, yeah, some things sounded rough and sounded tough to hear, but at the same time, it proves, at least to me, that David Zaslav is willing to make the tough decisions to secure the company's future in the long term because a lot of these decisions are long-term decisions a lot of people are pissed about like batgirl or all five people are upset about the scooby-doo prequel getting canceled and they're just like 
oh, why would why are you doing that just for a tax write-off? And we talked about it a little bit last week, but seeing the bigger picture, Discovery inherited $44 billion of debt from AT&T. They have to find ways to get out of that hole. They're already starting massively behind the eight ball in terms of financially speaking. So they have to find ways to make up that loss. That will not be the case forever. They're just trying to, I know some people are like, they're trying to cut corners. Right now, they financially have to, to get themselves more or less on even playing field with everyone else. Also, there's a lot of information that was just like getting misconstrued of like, they're cutting the budgets for HBO. They're going to focus more on um, discovery content in terms of like just reality shows. They never said that at all. If anything, David Zaslow said they're doubling down on HBO, like scripted content. Um, also, I'm going to pat myself on the back because I've been saying this ever since Discovery was in talks to acquire Warner Brothers. They said that officially next summer they'll be launching a combined app for Warner Brothers Discovery. There we go. Warner Brothers nice. and Discovery. I'm just going, I have been saying that forever. And everyone's like, no, nah, they're going to be two separate apps because they're two, two distinctly different markets, which they showed the bracket, which I get why people are pissed about that. They're like, well, our analytics show, in the words of someone that I don't watch anymore, well, the chart says that HBO Max <laughs> has the boy demographic and leans more scripted, and Discovery is the girl demographic and tends to be more unscripted. I get why people would be pissed about that. It, it does come across a little too cold, numbers, 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 but from a business sense, I get what he's saying. I don't think it was presented in the best fashion. So they're going to get it into one mega app. Uh, Josh, before I talk more about that, what did you think about these, like in this investor called, what did you think about the mega app? How do you think the current state of Warner Bros. Discovery is looking? I mean, I think at least they're talking about their issues. At least they're moving taking steps to make long-term changes and get better in the long term. Uh, I think you and I have been saying like with the merger, it just makes sense to have a, uh, a combined app. I mean, really for those who do have HBO max, like it, it already technically has a lot of like companies on it, like between cartoon network and like uh, some, some of like the others um, like HBO and uh, I, I'm, going blank at the moment but yeah like there's already a bunch of stuff on there so to me it really isn't that much of a stretch to to just go ahead and combine the the, the apps um i think a lot of people are justifiably irritated and mad about the canceling of batgirl um to me you have every right as a fan to be mad about that and that that to, as to my only caveat is as long as everyone involved got paid for for everything Absolutely that was agree. done yep. i'm fine with it Which, do, you know they they can do with that whatever they want with the tax write up quick side tension did you see that the directors of batgirl kevin feige actually reached out and gave him a nice little hey we're thinking of you sorry about this cuz they apparently worked on on miss marvel so kevin feige reached out to them and was like oh wow we're, that's we're, cool we're, i'm sorry for you like it, we're with you like i was like oh you didn't have to do that kevin but that's, that's super cool yeah i mean it's yeah it, it sucks and i think um thankfully it's it's for the greater good and the in greater some ways. good yeah greater good shut um, it i i want to make sure that i say that i don't think that discovery came into this and saw a bunch of dc product projects and was like okay we can 
cancel that for a tax write-off we can cancel that for a tax write-off we can cancel that for like that's not i i don't think that's what they did here i just think that unfortunately because of where black girl is in the timeline and and the test audiences weren't really receiving it well like it's probably best to not put out another stinker um especially for a a new basically a, a new brand and then also like for the girl that plays Batgirl if she comes out if this movie that movie comes out and it's awful like she might not be able to be Batgirl ever again which is not something I want to happen um or seeing Keaton's Batman again would be has the potential to be really cool so if that ends up being kind of ruined then yeah I'm okay with them kind of st- t- skipping that 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 there well also it seemed very much in this investor call that they have very much a focus on dc and i think yes they are despite the ezra miller stuff with the flash which kind of contra- contradicts what they're kind of saying of we are we value the dc brand this is going to be our bread and butter going forward this the wizarding world the game of thrones are like our top ips <laughs> cancel the flash before you ruin that it's integrity anymore um i think David Zaslav is and Warner Bros. Discovery is really trying to put their money where their mouth is of, okay, we say we value DC properties. We're going to stop putting out stuff that we only half-heartedly believe in to make money. He even subtly took a shot at the previous administration where he was just like, we're not going to put out a movie before it's ready so we can make a nickel. <clears throat> 2017's Justice League was only released so that executives yeah. could get bonuses. I appreciated that. I just find it frustrating when fans, he's saying all this, um, and he's saying DC going forward will have its own studio. We hope to have a 10-year plan with people in charge. We will, He openly admitted, we're going to borrow Marvel's plan. But people got mad at that, I think, because it represents a change. And granted, I get that DC has pled, quote-unquote, pledged change for years and years and years. But I think this is different because they're openly acknowledging, hey... Marvel has a formula that works. Let's just use that. And also let's get Alan Horn who oversaw a lot of those years and work on it with him. And I think fans are more upset of just like change is difficult, but as fans, this was the change that we've been asking for, for close to a decade. Now that we're getting it, we're complaining about it. I don't get it. Yeah. So David Zaslav seems to have this renewed interest in DC DC Studios is going to be its own thing. But most importantly, he said they're going to assemble a team to map out a 10-year roadmap for DC films. I'm just going, a roadmap? What's that? I don't I don't know what that is. Well, I'm a DC fan. I don't know what a roadmap is. I'm so used to what used to be for Marvel, what used to be a roadmap, you know, until leading yeah. up to Endgame and... You could tell me they have a roadmap now, but a roadmap with many different roads that I don't know if they converge. I think this is a great idea. Now, I think it'll be curious to see who will be on that, um, that like counts, uh, Jedi Council, so to speak. The Jedi Council. <laughs> who will be on this DC brand? I think Alan Horn will be involved to some degree, obviously, because he's brought in as a consultant. The first name I think that's on this list, James Gunn, has to be. Oh, yeah. Because he oh, more yeah. or less let it slip. It seems like he's working on a Bloodsport um, series or project with Idris Elba. Awesome. Uh, yeah, his stuff hasn't done financially well in DC. 
at least with the Suicide Squad, but Peacemaker was one of the most watched shows they've ever done. I think it's safe to say that he'll still be there. I don't think we can rule out J.J. Abrams. I think I wouldn't be surprised if David Zaslav gives him an ultimatum of, okay, you don't want, you keep hogging all of these projects that we, the previous administration gave you this contract with. You can have first dibs on being in this, this circle, but you can't have everything. You, you can be involved in the planning process with things, but you cannot hog everything. We are inviting you to the table because you, were, you got grandfathered in, but you can't be the one to sit at the head of the table. That's Roman Reigns' position. Um, <laughs> so where, where do you think the roadmap is for the 10 years for DC? Who can you see in charge? And do you see this? Do you actually believe DC this time around? Because they've said they had a plan in the past. Well, yeah, but that was like that was Warner in the past administration saying that. And, you know, you can say that you can believe just about everything that they say is just about as much as they uh, as Sony says that they treat Spider-Man villains with respect. Anyway, um, I think it's about it's about time. It really is like it makes the most sense as much as you want to. You can totally use the roadmap and like use the way that marvel plans out their series totally do that but still put out a different superhero product than marvel um it's it's not that hard um to me anyway i because they do the same shtick every single movie no matter their heroes which is why it it gets old real quick uh but Hmm. at the same time i think being because he's he Zaslav did say like they want to build around their tent poles, the the the, the big three: Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Um, which is you know like absolutely, and Zach can say what he wants, but he never really did that. He more built everything around uh, Batman, and then like killed Superman before we got to use him, and then Wonder Woman's not really involved, you know. So it's like it's yeah, Snyder so very do much do your tenure. Snyder didn't your... want to build a universe. He wanted a Lord of yes. the Rings trilogy, which I uh, cool. If, if you had a specific story that you wanted to tell, awesome. But the, I think hit, Zack Snyder and a studio at the time were not on the same page in terms of what they wanted out of the relationship. Like, yes, Warner Brothers wanted marriage. Zack Snyder wanted to hit it and quit it. Like, for lack of a better term, I think. I think Warner yeah. Bros. wanted a longer commitment where Zack's like, I have a vision. This is what I want. And Warner Bros. is going, oh, balls. Uh, this is not this is not going well. I, I'm, again, reaffirmed ever since that very first interview that David Zaslav had of, what's your top priority? Oh, we have these great IPs like Superman and all these other things that he listed right when he took the job. Clearly, Superman is a top priority for David Zaslav in DC. And I have said for years, get Superman right and the rest of the universe will follow. I think that was a big problem with people not connecting with the Snyderverse. Uh, I like Man of Steel, but a lot of people had a disconnect because it was not the Superman that they're familiar with. I get that Snyder was eventually building to it, but by that point, mm-hmm. you're kind of behind the eight ball, so to speak. Of like, If your story ends with Superman becoming the Superman you know and love, you're missing out on a lot of stories that people are kind of expecting um yeah now especially if you're not going to make a superman 2 well (laughs) i think Zack snyder was going to do man steel 2 but then someone in the room said what if he fights batman and then once you say it you can't unsay it type of thing yeah that's fair um 
Now, so far, everything we've talked about has like was announced at the um, investors call, like officially announced things. The speculated thing, I don't. There's some sources saying this, but I don't know if I fully believe it because it's a very hit or miss source. But supposedly, Warner Bros. Discovery has reached out to Henry Cavill to bring him back, but he's turned it down. To which I immediately raise question marks about that uh, from the source because I'm just like. Uh, Henry Cavill has been so vocal more than anybody else about wanting to return. So I don't think he'd shoot it down that quickly. I think there might be negotiations. I'm curious about the the future of the Trinity of Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman because we have a Wonder Woman with Gal Gadot. Does she stay on? I'd be fine if she stays. I'd be fine if she goes. I'm I'm indifferent. You just started a Batman franchise, a pretty successful one with Robert Pattinson, but that's pretty self-contained. Do you find a way to bring in Pattinson as your main Batman? I wouldn't be surprised if that's what they're hoping for. In which case, is Superman is Henry Cavill your Superman? Do you recast? I think there's just we need clarification. I think that'll come in time. I'm not willing to bet Henry Cavill's out of this yet. I think it's a matter of what kind of Superman are they putting forward. I I think he will be back at some point. Also, people, if you see these reports out there that Henry Cavill has been cast as Mr. Fantastic, d- don't go down that rabbit hole. That's, that's not coming from an actual source. But also, he has completely the wrong build. Like yeah, that's like doesn't work at all. I know some people. <laughs> some people are just like, well, Henry Cavill's not coming back because he's holding out for the James Bond spot. I'm like, I think oh, I Henry, doubt that. I Heavily. think Henry Cavill really wants to be Superman. So I think it's a matter of like meeting somewhere in the middle financially. But if he leaves, I'm not gonna be surprised. I think it's more or less just like, just pick what you're gonna do with Superman at this point. Either keep Cavill or officially announce that you're rebooting it. Get let the fans get their anger and vitriol out. Like the 2015 yeah. Royal Rumble for you wrestling fans out there. Eliminate Daniel Bryan in the middle, and hopefully people will get their anger out. That didn't work, but maybe it'll work here. I think people are frustrated with Henry Cavill Superman situation more so of just it's in constant limbo ever since 2017's Justice League of like, is he gone? Is he still here? I think if there's definitive answers either way, people could get more on board. Looking at just the tri- the Trinity, Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman, where's it going, Josh? I, as much as I, 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 I'm really hesitant because it depends on, it depends on like whether or not you keep uh, Battenson. Because if you don't, then what? You bring bring in bat uh batfleck and or you recast batman for what a third time in five years uh mm, i don't know about that uh but then also if you keep battinson i feel like you have to recast um wonder woman and superman to kind of fit the fit the mold a little bit so i yeah do you do a fr- do you do a complete reset or pick and choose pieces yeah exactly so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting and at the very least i know we can trust zazzle with the hard decisions but like it's going to be nothing but hard decisions from this point on well interesting that uh i think this is either thursday yeah it had to be thursday when the the shareholders meeting was and i think warner brothers knew that some things not popular were about to be said so they as they do put out a secondary news topic so 
people might talk about that instead. And before you say we're conspiracy theorists of this timing was always planned. Nah, Warner Brothers is known for putting out news just as some else, some other stuff is going to drop. Oh, Ezra Miller got arrested again. Uh, Zazie Beats is returning for Joker too. Uh, <laughs> that that's all we really got news wise. Put it out there, people still care. Uh, but I believe it was Thursday. News came out officially. It had been speculated for a while, but officially announced by the actress herself. Lady Gaga has been brought on to the Joker series. Faleadu, I believe is how you correctly pronounce that. I I should know this. I'm actually part French, but I don't I I don't know how to pronounce that correctly. Uh, I think it's too early to jump the gun saying definitively that she's Harley Quinn. I've seen a lot of people like go, oh, she's confirmed that she's playing Harley Quinn. No, no, no. She's confirmed that she is in the movie. I don't think that necessarily means she's Harley. Do I think she's playing her their version of Harley? More than likely, but it doesn't mean she's confirmed as Harley yeah, yet. Yeah. I think she just confirmed that she's in it. Um, God, I'm not looking forward to this movie at all. In the slightest. No, man. That not being said, Lady Gaga is a very talented actress. She is on a lot of directors' wish lists of people to work with, especially... Um, after Star is born, put her on the map, acting-wise. Uh, supposedly, she's great in House of Gucci, even if the movie really underperformed. So, I would be very curious to see her in this. But this, this type of casting feels a little headline-grabbing. Just like a, oh, this will make a splash. It feels like a Kathleen Kennedy casting choice of, oh, this is the big sexy name for casting. Does it make sense? Maybe we'll see. Uh, also, this movie's supposed to be a musical. Okay. Oh. Okay. Okay. I mean, look, 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 look. I got to call one of my coworkers out. He doesn't listen to the pod, so he won't find out. But, um, bro, this guy tried to tell me that it makes sense for the for two to be a musical because the first one was all about dance numbers. Um. No. There How is was it a, about dance numbers? Yeah, there it has a dance number in it, and it's not really like a dance number, quote unquote. So, like, what's your actual like no, 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 no. That's not a thing. I the musical part confuses me, but I don't hate it. It's one of those like okay, sure, yeah, all right, let's go. Let's uh, let's get into it. I mean, you because with if it is Joker and Harley, then you can easily kind of manipulate that story into kind of being in their own heads. would be hilarious if they're the only ones it's a musical for, so they're just always running around. I uh, love that idea. Singing. I yeah. love that idea. That is a great idea. <laughs> so it's a musical, but it's like only for them. It's like enchanted, but with the joke with Joker and Harley. Yes. <laughs> and they're like we'll playing see. with dead people or something. Like they're dancing oh with dead body gosh. parts. There's so much you can do here. Now, correct me if I'm wrong though. I thought Joker dies at the end of the first one. Or or he gets seriously injured or something. No, last I, time I we remember. saw I he was, he was running around a mental hospital, remember? Yeah, because he does the uh, thing where he like does the paint, yeah. but I think he ends up in a mental hospital or something like that. Nate, you should know that by now. You can't be like, don't you remember? I'm like, no, I guarantee I don't remember. <laughs> Josh has been dropped on his head once or twice. <laughs> yeah, and not just as a kid. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I wasn't I assuming as a kid. 
<laughs> but that explains it. <laughs> um, I still, I, I'm confused by the the musical thing, but I'm more accepting than I think some, most people are on this news. Uh, I think uh, your your typical neck beards are very excited to get their Joker back again. Um, but you <sighs> see, Josh. The movie's about a society, and we live in a society, so that means Joker has something to say. And no other movie has something to say like Joker had something to say. It was the movie of its time. It, it was culturally impactful. Like, the media tried to silence the Joker, but it has such a powerful message that it couldn't be silenced. It needed to be spread. Its message needed to be spread into a sequel. That's a musical that'll take over the world like La La Land. It'll be Ha Ha Land. And everyone will embrace it. And Josh is like, that's not a bad idea. That's not, that's not a bad title. I don't hate it. Um, <laughs> you watch. The, you watch. Bro, that'll be a poster bro, that no, Boss Logic that, does. That works. No, that totally works. Call it Ha Ha Land. And like they do like the Deadpool style uh, uh, marketing where it's just joker and harley dancing through different uh different musicals like do they do little hairspray one they do la la land like that i i could totally see that that'd be but hilarious see, but now i'd rather see ryan gossing and emma stone as joker and harley instead like no offense to joaquin and lady gaga but that that actually that pairing would yeah. be amazing and i know some, i I, hmm? I just i don't know where we're going like even if she is i don't harley, think the movie knows know where it's going yeah, I I have no issues with with Lady Gaga being Harley. I think she can totally pull that off. I'm here for it. Um, I just I think the big question that you and I both have is why 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 is this happening? It's I uh, because self, the first one made universe. over a billion dollars, so they had to. I don't think Todd Phillips and company ever intended to make a sequel, but they're like, ah, balls, we made money. Um, I guess we got to come back and do it again and get raises. Yeah. Oh, man, that's so unfortunate. Now, thankfully, I haven't seen a ton of people do complain about this, but I'm sure there's people out there that will be like, it's a musical? You want Joaquin Phoenix to sing? Um, Walk the line? Like, <laughs> I'm not actually worried about Joaquin. I think Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga, I'm not looking forward to the movie. But I am looking forward to the soundtrack. I guarantee you now there's going to be a Lady Gaga song called Crazy Like Me, in which case it's a duet when they first meet or something like that. If that happens, if that happens, it'll be like the top song like um, Lady Gaga and Top Gun Maverick or Adele <laughs> with a James Bond movie. You watch Crazy yeah. Like Me will be the top trending movie of 2024 is when this comes out, I think. Sure, sure. Which is crazy that they're still teasing this, like that this is coming out and they're still like, yes, but the Flash can still be a thing too, guys. Guys, this is this is fine. This is totally fine. It's all fine here now. Uh, how, <laughs> we're all fine here now. How are you? How, how are you? <laughs> well, we have to ask an important question, not just of how are you. How are you doing, Jason Voorhees? And it seems like the answer is back from the dead. How are you? God, that was a terrible segue, but I'm just going to stick with it. Um, yeah, I'm proud of it. I'm proud of you on that one. Oh, gosh. I'm not lucky like it was a Friday the 13th. Oh, wait. Back hey, on track. Hey. So we've talked ad nauseum, not for a while because there hasn't been any updates in a while. But the Friday the 13th, I was going to say film rights, but everything rights have been in limbo ever since Sean S. Cunningham and Victor Miller won into 
um, legal battle over who owns what. And in proper legal proceedings, it ended in a completely messy fashion. A Victor Miller wrote the original Friday the 13th and Sean S. Cunningham directed it and kind of oversaw the rest of the franchise. So Victor Miller gets like the name Voorhees, Camp Crystal Lake, um, the origin of Jason. But then Sean S. Cunningham gets the hockey mask and the machete and using Jason as the killer. It got super, super messy and convoluted. So uh, it more or less completely derailed the Friday the 13th video game, which still makes me mad because the very next patch, which was due out like the very next month, was supposed to be Jason X content. A map, a skin. I would have been able to crush someone's head in dry ice in video game form, and that got taken from me. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm I just now I just have to do I'm it in real life instead. But <laughs> put that uh, aside. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'll work. That'll work. <laughs> uh, it's not like this um, podcast I mean, is public sure. record okay. or anything. I'm ready for this. Huh? <laughs> I don't know what to say, man. It's it it's it, sure. Let's get a new movie. Why not? Um, I I I don't know how you, I don't know how you do it without being a copy of of uh of like of halloween but like at least at least yeah. in today's day day and age um the the thing hot take of the day um bro like the first um halloween the friday the first friday the 13th to me is the best i love the twist that it was the mom all, all along that makes so much more sense it's cool uh but uh uh <laughs> i just you know, having a Friday the Thirteenth movie, we we haven't had another. Uh, we we need more slashers because Scream ain't doing it. Uh, Halloween is still killing it for now, at least. Um, we'll see how that that end that ending movie happens. Um, we'll see how that goes. But uh, having another like Friday the Thirteenth, uh, such a, cl- a classic in the horror genre, having that come back would be fantastic. On the flip side of Josh, I actually like the Friday the 13th franchise, so I am curious about this. So this, like, renewed interest is, one, because it's settled. So now we knew the next step would be Cunningham and Miller coming together to be like, Hey, currently, neither of us will make money. Let's make money together, even though we hate each other. You know, like a Lucille Ball situation with... (laughs) that. Never mind. That's dated reference. Um, (laughs) This is coming from... You know, yeah, yeah, Lucille Ball, quite... <laughs> culturally relevant in 2022. I, you know. <laughs> my brain is clearly elsewhere, guys. You will never fully know, but this episode's been wonky from a technical side. So, uh, so this news is coming from Bloody Disgusting, who is a pretty reliable source within the horror sphere, and they more or less said we'll be getting a major update probably within the film sphere or other developments. Uh, by the end of the year. And considering we don't have that much time left, both in the year and in our own lives, we could all die soon. Um, This episode's going swimmingly. Um, (laughs) We should get updates. Uh, Guys, this episode's just been weird. Just trust us. Um, We should be getting updates by the end of the year. Cool. Does this mean LeBron James is no longer attached because he was supposed to produce one a while back? If he's not... I'm totally fine with that, too. Um, I didn't care either way. I just thought it was super, super bizarre. Uh-huh. LeBron James produced Friday the 13th. I know some people would be mad about that, but I'm going, 
The nah, franchise bro. has had lower points. We've seen Jason <laughs> punch a kid's head off. I, I think you. we've had worse. I got um, you. You ready, 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 ready? <laughs> LeBron James produce, produces Friday the 13th. It's a slam dunk. <laughs> it's Friday the 13th. But, J- but Jason will always have more rings than LeBron. Uh, I but, don't know about that. But you can't have pretty, the ring. But the rings argument doesn't count. The rings don't matter in a player's how good a player is. LeBron <laughs> is the GOAT. I mean, okay, look, we're not going to have that this, this no, discussion. No, the GOAT recently passed away with Bill Russell. Rest in peace to the actual GOAT. Like, not even close, people. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, the the, the whole the whole uh, Michael Jordan the uh, uh, LeBron James conversation is 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 uh, uh, this is a rabbit hole. I don't want to go down. We care um, more about it, Michael versus Jason as an argument. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, no, 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 no. That's not something I want. I want them to team up. <laughs> We've had Freddie versus Jason. I actually never want Jason and Michael to meet. Ever. Nah. It does not fit at all. New Jersey and Illinois are two separate states that I don't enjoy either one of them. Actually, Illinois is not that bad, but it, it, their characters just don't make sense. But I think it's nice we're finally getting an update on Friday the 13th. It's long overdue. Mm-hmm. Give us a new game. We've got a Texas Chainsaw game coming. Uh, we just had an Evil Yay. Dead game. At some point, we got to get a Halloween game. You had a good Friday the 13th game glitchiest game i've ever played this side of the avengers but it was fun nonetheless so maybe a, a working game could be just fine if nothing else if you can't get a friday the 13th game put jason in dead by daylight that's a good compromise i think which case i mean it's basically the same game <laughs> it is except less glitchy and more playable so yes i think this is a good sign i think more horror franchises out there more classic horror franchises coming back is a good thing um, we'll talk about legacy sequels in our main discussion. Shameless plug there. But uh, <laughs> our last news topic here. Our last news topic is one that Josh doesn't like Friday the 13th, but nope. he also doesn't like Tom Cruise. Correct. But, 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 but. I have a feeling this is going to be more of Josh's alley because, but, there's a big but in this situation here. It's a less Grossman sized but. Huh? Huh? Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> I don't like Josh, the way you phrased that. Josh, you don't want to think about Les Grossman's butt? No, I really don't. I'm good. Thank you, though. Why do we bring Appreciate up Les it. Grossman, the greatest character in a comedy ever, played by one Tom Cruise, fat Tom Cruise? It's because Tom Cruise and Mission Possible 5 and 6 director Christopher McQuarrie seem to be teaming up for multiple projects in the near future. One of them is a Les Grossman project. Yes, the character Tom Cruise played in Tropic Thunder. I don't care what the other projects are. I need this Les Grossman project <laughs> on the on the condition that it, the original Tropic Thunder, Tom Cruise actually put on all that weight to be as fat as Les Grossman is. I know your method, Tom Cruise, but for your own health and safety, maybe just do a fat suit this time um that being said oh my god do i want this so bad just can you imagine it's a meta comedy like tropic thunder was of 
actual actors playing themselves in the movie and Les Grossman is their boss. So you get like Paul Rudd playing Paul Rudd. And in this era post Harvey Weinstein of not go that direction, but in terms of like skeezy boss, like Les Grossman is make it a meta commentary about like the, the scummy bosses that every actor has at one point or another. Yes, please. Because there's very few times in a comedy that I have laughed harder than I am talking scorched earth, mother effer. I will massacre you. Can you find out who that was on the phone? Thanks. Like, <laughs> Les Grossman is such a good character with so many... Bring back Matthew McConaughey. Oh my god. Matthew McConaughey and Les Grossman again. I'm on board. Christian McQuarrie, it's an interesting pair, but Tom Cruise really likes Christian McQuarrie of uh, the two Mission Impossibles. The final two Mission Impossibles, so McQuarrie's going to direct half the franchise when it's all said and done. He co-wrote Top Gun Maverick, the best movie of the year. I said it. Uh, but Josh... You see Tom Cruise and Christopher McCoy are teaming up for future projects, one of them being a less Grossman project. Please, please try and keep your composure on this one. Oh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll try real hard to keep my composure, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> um, being that I already look like Les Grossman. Um, no, he's got a better beard. Oh, that hurt. Why? Okay. I don't need also, that. Also, he's probably a life. better dancer. Uh, that's up for debate. And Josh um, is not nearly fat enough to be Les Grossman. I, I know that wasn't a backhanded compliment, but like, it felt like Of course like you're going to take it that way. Don't be so sensitive. <laughs> it's like when you tell somebody, like, you know, for somebody who looks as stupid as you do, you're not that dumb. Like, yeah, you're not that stupid for an ugly person. <laughs> Backhanded compliments you're are one of the funniest. You're smart for a homeschooler. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, How was your veggie tails growing up? Bro, okay, uh, sorry. We're, we are on a hardcore tangent right now, but like there's been some people using some uh, sound bites from VeggieTales and Reels and TikToks, and it's been killing me. Um, <laughs> anyway, talking about something that I don't care about uh, <laughs> Tom Cruise. Yeah, let's get more Tom Cruise in movies. I, I love it. Um, I think the Les Grossman thing is going to be interesting with how they deal with the events of, of Tropic Thunder. Do you bring it up? Do you bring up some of the um, very problematic characters in today's time? Uh, yeah, as much as I like, like what do you Tropic do with Thunder. Thunder yeah. I like Tropic Thunder. I know some people are more upset about it. like, Robert Downey Jr. played blackface. Well, technically, he played a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. But, I mean, like, that's not... For me, the hard part to watch, it's it's any of the Simple Jack stuff that I'm just like, this yeah. is not aged well. No. <laughs> I mean, let's be real here. The Robbie Downey Jr.'s role in general, uh, it's as impressive that it didn't get the movie like shut down right then anyway. Um, that being Which said. Reminds me. Did you ooh? ever see... This is going to sound horrible, but did you ever see the Joe Rogan interview with Jamie Foxx about Tropic Thunder? No. So Robert, so apparently Robert Downey Jr. called Jamie Foxx about the role and be like, how do I approach this? And apparently Jamie Foxx has a spot on Robert Downey Jr. impression that I died <laughs> laughing with. Like, look that. 
up afterward. Jimmy Fox, Robert Downey Jr. impression. I got you. Um, that being said, Les Grossman uh, is probably the most interesting thing we could see here. Um, it would be interesting if, in my head, uh, the only thing I can think of of developing more projects with the, the MI6 guy is like, uh, not MI6, <sighs> Mission Impossible. Um, it'd be interesting to see if they do another series, like a Mission Impossible-esque series, but with somebody else as the main, not with Tom. Maybe oh, I Tom's thought for a while cheap. that they'll do more Mission Impossible. It's just not yeah. with Tom in the lead role. So here's my here's my thought which is always dangerous before my thoughts die of loneliness or insanity. <laughs> Those so two Mission brain Impossible cells really is, working hard. Mission Impossible is a revitalization of an old TV show, basically. Mm-hmm. Now, now it's more or less famous for the movies than the actual TV show itself. What if, we get a, what if they do something similar with another TV show from, I think, around the time period or maybe a little later? What if we reboot the A-Team with this team behind Ooh. it? Actually, yeah, I wouldn't mind that at all. Uh, I'd be pretty down for that. Uh, I don't know who you get to play people, but like, there's that's absolutely a concept that I would be down for. Um, Honestly, as he gets older, I could see Tom Cruise as Hannibal. I can see that. Absolutely. I'd be even funnier if they let him be short the entire time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a team I can totally see. Black Mancha from Aquaman as B.A. Baracus. Oh, let's go. I'm okay. Stop. No, no. I don't want to get hyped about something that's potentially not happening. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. But yeah, that that eight, eight team revival movie wise would be fantastic. Um, the, mainly because uh, Christopher McQuarrie de- definitely has the the. He has the skill to like, like ride that line between, excuse me, uh, between action and comedy. He, they do that very well in the Mission Possible films. So. I'd be curious to see what they come up with. I, for one, love a good spy thriller. Uh, and so I would love to see more of the Mission Impossible style. I just don't like Tom Cruise. So we'll, we'll see what happens. As per usual, this week's episode is sponsored by Tee Public, your one-stop shop for all things Uncharted Media merch, whether it is hoodies, uh, T-shirts, notepads, stickers, whatever you want with the Uncharted Media logo or other fantastic designs. Go support the show that way. And also, if you haven't already, subscribe to us on whatever platform you're listening to us on, whether that's audio-wise on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, or whatever else, or video-wise on the main YouTube channel. And if you haven't already, subscribe to us on the YouTube channel. Help us get to 700 subscribers before the end of the year. We're making pretty decent progress, but help us Darth get Jar-Jar. there. And then we'll, we'll talk Darth Jar Jar. But for Darth now, Jar-Jar. for now, because we're lazy... Nah, not lazy, but we're just yeah, like. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, hold on. Well, uh normally I just do the questions when Josh isn't here because it's easier to do questions by yourself when you can't like some discussion topics. It's easier to have a sounding board to work off of. Um, questions can be done solo or together. So I don't know if Josh has ever done questions. If he does, it's been a very long time. So. We asked you on our various social medias, in which case you can follow us on various social medias. Um, we asked you for questions. I'm, I'm just going to put mine out there first, just so Josh knows which one I asked. Just because just I'm curious Josh's thoughts on this one. Okay, hit me with it. What do you think of legacy sequels, a la Scream, Halloween, using oh. the same name, a 
as the original movies while still having the same continuity as the original movies i i think it kind of depends i that's very like a uh take by circumstance kind of thing um because you can kind of get away with it with scream um albeit that they don't do it well uh the the other thing is like with the halloween stuff like technically they they went ahead and ignored like 90 percent of all of the halloween movies ever made uh so it's very interesting to see people that directors and writers that want to tell a specific story and then using legacy products to sell those stories. I I don't hate necessarily. I think it just kind of, it it depends on the circumstance. Like if they tried to be like, uh, well, I mean, let's take, uh, let's take, take a top gun Maverick. For for, for instance, uh, that is definitely a legacy title. Um, It's never had, it never had a sequel before. They tweaked it. They didn't just straight up call that one top gun again that's, like that's, halloween okay, or scream does that's okay that's fair absolutely but so then what what would you maybe like what born what is it like this the sixth born fifth born movie that's literally just called born um or i don't i don't know man it's i think it definitely still just depends i'm okay i i, I think the unpopular opinion is that i, I i'm okay with with remakes um as long as you are you do them well i think if you're gonna go through the trouble of remaking something make it better than the original um and how do you do that there's a lot of ways to do that like uh do you remember the the carry remake that was like literally shot for shot the exact same movie unfortunately i do remember that with yeah pretending she's not attractive yeah like okay bud uh yeah exactly so it's I think it depends on the circumstance and depends on the property. You, there's easy ways to, to. I think there's far more trappings in to, into making a bad movie when you go off of a legacy because you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot right off the bat because of fan expectation. But uh, I mean, I, I I personally don't have a problem with it. I only ask because it looks like the next Scream movie is going to be called Scream Two. To which I'm just going really. But like Halloween, we had Halloween 1978. We had Rob Zombie's Halloween, which I feel like we only call it Rob Zombie's Halloween so we can differentiate it and make Mm -hmm. sure people know that that's what we're talking about. And then we call it Halloween 2018. I think fans adopt new ways to name it. I'm glad that Halloween, the new ones, the Blumhouse ones, got away from it pretty quickly with Halloween Kills Mm -hmm. and Halloween Ends. They're not calling it Halloween... 12 and halloween 13 the night he finally dies at home um <laughs> like i still don't love the name kills and ends but it's nice that they just completely ignore the the number problem so yeah just something to think about i think is always interesting of that it's just a common trend nowadays of just bring back the name from the original like whenever we get that new hellraiser or exorcist project i'm sure they're just gonna be called hellraiser or the exorcist and then whenever yeah. the sequels come out they'll name it something different yeah um, i agree so first up from actual submitted questions besides just that one that i thought i'd throw out there what are the most tense scenes in cinema josh what are, what do you think of the most tense scenes you've ever seen um are we going <laughs> you and i are all about qualifiers are we going like theater experiences only no i would say just any like 
clutching your seat, holding your breath movie moment, whether you saw it in theaters or not. I I think one of the first one that comes to mind is, um, and I know there are some people that don't like this movie, but Sinister for me, anytime, like as soon as nighttime comes, for I know for, for the first time I, we saw it, like once it goes at night, like you instantly go, oh no, okay, here we go. What are we about to see? Okay, uh, 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 um, there's that. There's um, oh, what's that long take in the that war movie that just came out? Nineteen seventeen. I was yes. just thinking about nineteen seventeen. Fantastic. Very tense. Very terrifying. Um, I think the first time I saw it. Uh, when the Joker first kind of makes his appearance in um, in the Dark Knight, with uh, when he faces the mob, he's like, "You want to see a magic trick?" Like, God, I hate that line now. I hate I hate that fans have made me hate certain parts of that movie. Yeah, because it, it's kind of cringe. Time. It's very <clears throat> cringe. It is. What about you? So when I hear tense, I my brain always immediately goes to two scenes. One. A slightly older movie. I mean, not slightly. It's over. It's close to 30 years old. Uh, and then a more recent movie. The older movie that my brain, whenever I hear tense movie scenes, my mind immediately goes to the kitchen scene in the first Jurassic Park with the raptors. Mm, yes. My brain always goes to that because my mom like puts that as the barometer of like, this is one of the most tense scenes. If I can handle this, can I handle this type of movie? And I'm always kind of basing off of that barometer. That's my family's barometer of tense scenes. And I think the modern equivalent of that is um, Emily Blunt giving birth in a quiet place. Ooh, when she's yes. in the bathtub and the creature is going up the wall and it's getting closer and closer, both the creature and the baby. Um, and you're just <laughs> like, she's got nowhere to go i know some people will be like the nail the nail is like a checkoff scud of it's gonna go off at any point but there isn't as much build up it just yeah happens i think tenseness needs to be built up needs to be drawn out um i want to say something from halloween but i can't think of anything off the top of my head i'm sure there's something there uh i'm glad you brought up 1917 1917 absolutely would be on my list somewhere um the entire freaking movie because like when I got out of 1917, when I saw it in theaters, I just let out this big, huge exhale of like, oh, it's over, Sam. Like, it, it's a masterpiece of a movie, but it like it's tense Ooh. the entire time. Oh. Um, the tense and horror and horrifying at the same time um, in Saving Private Ryan, when the newbie won't go help the guy who's who's like slowly getting stabbed. Hmm. upstairs like oh like like uh, there's like it's very tense and there's definitely a part of you that's like come on no go 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 you can help like get up there but like you know that he won't because there's no reason that he gives you no reason to that that he would go help and oh eh, man good stuff good stuff i hate the scene because it's obviously like it, it's it's one of those scenes that sticks with you but like yeah it's it's so good masterfully done good soup um, I almost said that on Friday when we were playing. Um, boy. What movies should have been better suited as TV shows? Um, oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> I'll go with the easy one right off the bat that, like, everyone when discussing this movie always says, yeah, it was better suited as a TV show. Marvel's The Eternals. Let's be honest. It, 
absolutely should have been, and I wouldn't be surprised if Eternals 2 is announced for Phase 6, but um, I don't know if there's an enthusiasm there. I think Eternals is is like the Roman Reigns of the MCU. Kevin Feige's just like, no, no, you'll love them someday, I swear. You will love them, right? <laughs> Whereas Eternals, I think... It needed to be a show. There's so much that they're throwing at you over such a wide span of time that I think it, it could have and probably should have been a TV show. Um, but I'll throw out one that ever since Heather suggested, even before the movie came out, I was like, yeah, that should have been. Uncharted should have been a TV show instead of a yeah. movie. I don't mind the movie minus some very glaring flaws that I have repeatedly beat that like a dead horse. Um but Uncharted, each game is anywhere between, like, 13 to 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Huh. That almost sounds like the length of time for a TV show. Just flesh that out. Make it an actual, like, mystery and an adventure that they go from place to place. Um, just stretch that out. Give more time to develop the characters and the dynamics. I think ever since Heather said it, I was like, yeah, that, that would work really well as a TV show, you know. Netflix probably would have picked up the rights and ruined it even more so than the movie. Which, speaking of which, yep. Uncharted is on Netflix now, actually. Which is, it's crazy. Um, I think Disney the easy, Plus soon. An, an easy answer would be uh, M. Night Shyamalan's uh, The Last Airbender. Uh, but that's also like pretending like he would still do a good job with it. And M. Night um, Shyamalan's The Happening. Okay, I... If it was a slow since, turn? Dude... Ever since uh, we did our five good things on the happening, which like if somebody wants that's like, life changing, dig, man, that was life changing. It, it really was because like there's a certain aspect of it that's incredibly fascinating. And honestly, if if there was a certain build to it, and if they ever had like an actual like verbal realization of what was actually happening, um, then yeah, that would uh, that would have been so good as a show. Um, Let's see what else we got like there's i think there's a lot of of movies like i think i, I i'm going to use this opportunity to, to say this i think harry potter does needs to stay as movies and we should never dive deeper and they should not be word for word scene for scene from the books uh now that Reach. i have read the now that i have read the books and seen the movies look guys i I understand why so if somebody read this when they were young, like why they would be so attached to it. But um, dude, there's just like there's a lot of stuff. And then, then this, we're not even talking about the house elf stuff. Like there's like uh, the, the first one, Chamber of Secrets is Sorcerer's Stone. Sorcerer's Stone, sorry, is ridiculously long and there's no reason for it to be. But there's a lot of stuff in the Harry Potter series that while I understand why you love certain things, um, guys, I think the movies did the best that they could with what they were given. And uh, at the end of the day, I'm going to take the movies and I, I don't think you need to dive any deeper than that. Yeah, I think people always want it word for word just because they love it so much. But I, I think people just need to understand books and movies are two separate mediums, and that's perfectly okay. Um, What movies that were hits almost never happened? So basically, like, the proverbial what if of, like, these movies almost don't exist. Um, Well, my brain almost always goes to 
Star Wars, if George Lucas didn't wrap his car around a tree and almost die, um, that that will be a podcast discussion episode one day of we'll bring back the concept of what if, uh, especially after watching Light and Magic. One moment changed movies forever of George Lucas almost dying. So if George Lucas doesn't get in that life-altering car accident, a lot of things change. But when I think of movies that almost don't exist... My brain immediately goes to Toy Story 2. Oh, um, interesting. Okay. Do you not know the story of Toy Story 2, Josh? I mean, I do, but that's not the first thing that my brain goes to. So for those that don't know, Toy Story 2 was actually originally pitched to be a direct-to-video sequel that like wasn't supposed to have a budget. And then the people involved were like, no, it, ne- it needs to be an actual proper sequel for, for theaters. So they get really far along in the development process. Maybe, I think over halfway or like 75% maybe they even had the whole thing done and the project file and all their work was deleted or destroyed or got rid of that's crazy they lost all of toy story 2 but how do we have it you ask well someone like one of the secretaries or someone that worked on the production unknowingly had a backup on their home computer, I don't know if it fully restored everything, but they didn't lose all their progress. They had it, <laughs> call it the first backup system for those Epcot fans that know <laughs> that reference. Um, they actually had a backup on someone else's home computer that more or less single-handedly saved Toy Story 2 after it got deleted. I'll be honest, if I was around at that time, I more than likely would have been the person that accidentally would have deleted Toy Story 4 just... By accident, going, oops, uh, Command Z, Command Z, why isn't it coming back, guys? <laughs> uh, so, but like, the, for me, the first one that comes to mind is Deadpool, the movie that should mm, not have happened. Call. But, uh, Ryan Gosling, I mean, uh, not uh, the, the somebody, it's not Ryan, not Gosling, Ryan Gosling either. No, nah, somebody, uh, we don't know who for sure, obviously, uh, leaked the footage and then the rest is history like people were the studio did not believe in the project and then uh somebody named ryan leaked it and everybody was like why are we not getting this we need this now and you know the rest we've got two movies out of it and now he's in the he's in the mcu and you know the rest is history obviously and could potentially have a very important part in deadpool 3 with you know the time travel element and the multiverse element um also i'm just gonna put it on record now i think we i know for a fact we're getting a lot of cameos in she hulk and i won't uh reiterate the most important cameo and what he looks like um Gosh, shut up, i hate it so um, much so she hulk breaks the fourth wall mm-hmm. i wouldn't be surprised if deadpool shows up in she hulk at some point and they either, both break it, the fourth wall together be like what are you doing here both look at the camera oh I'm foreshadowing and then just looks <laughs> dead down the camera. Uh, I think that I wouldn't be surprised if Deadpool shows up. Um, what film or TV series would benefit the most from one change? Oh, oh, I feel like this is a whole segment that we've wanted to do for our podcast yeah. episode before. We've done from time to time. So narrowing it down to just one would be difficult for most, but we're not most people. Spider-Man 3 is a good movie if you just change one part. Just give the Venom symbiote to Harry Osborn instead of Eddie Brock. 
don't have any Brock in it at all. Just give the symbiote to Harry. That fixes most of your movie right there. You don't have some force villain at the end. You have this rivalry that's been built up for two and a half movies coming to a head. You've established that the symbiote is drawn to anger and aggression. Who is more pissed at than James Franco? After, especially after it gets blown up. Instead of finding the goblin suit, what if he has the Venom tank in his dad's office like it is in the Spider-Man games and he latches onto that a la Dane DeHaan jumping into the Green Goblin suit in Amazing Spider-Man 2. So he gets healed by the Venom symbiote. It's it's just right there. It's not that hard. You can fix Spider-Man 3 very, very easily. And then he snaps Peter's neck for that stupid dance that he does. And then it just <laughs> continues on as a Venom spinoff. <laughs> I have seen so many people try to explain away that stupid dance. It's like, guys, you don't get it. It's because he he's never been cool. So like, that's what he thinks cool people I've do. I've never been cool. Even I know that's stupid. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is definitely one of those that don't like, agree really... so fast. <laughs> uh, look, dude, you already you, you, you've been at me all day, bro. Nah, That's we ain't fair. doing that. That is fair. <laughs> yeah. That's um, fair. This one is is definitely tough. Uh, I, I personally don't have anything that comes to mind right off the bat. Uh, but like you said, like this has been one we've wanted to like dive into. Uh, you know, we should like just do some editorial videos like every now one and then. One small like, change. That's the one name. One small right change. There. Absolutely. One small change. Nope, 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 nope. That's not a joke I'm going to make. Anyway, um, yeah. That's uh, I the thing with uh, Spider-Man three absolutely like uh I don't know I I almost want um if we're doing Spider-Man what if we had Gwen Stacy like dying in the middle of Spider-Man two instead of at the end and so the rest of the movie is him figuring out how to be Spider-Man again oh wait no 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 that's literally just Dark Knight Rises anyway um we've already established this we've already fixed Amazing Spider-Man two true. We've already fixed it time and time again. We fixed it before we even fixed movies because, you know, we, we're paid movie fixers. Yeah, um, absolutely. That's what we're paid for. We'd just be movie breakers. Um, <laughs> our excitement is off the charts for this next question. Um, I feel bad because it's one from one of our most loyal listeners. But uh, since the last bit of info we've been given about the next Avatar movie, are you both excited about it as it gets closer? Or would you rather just lower expectations to avoid being disappointed? Well, I can't lower my expectations anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I don't care. About right. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate the first one. <laughs> so much okay, okay. I, I won't go that far i will I say will? like at, from a, at least a five good things has ruined me from at least an aesthetic point of view it's a very pretty movie and the acting's not too bad and like it, the story while very very predictable and kind of has some questionable outcomes um is not terrible but i'm with you dude i don't care this is what 2010 20 years too late well, the first one came out in 2009, so I think the problem so is... 10 the, years? The first one <laughs> relied so heavily on the visual effects, which at the time mm -hmm. were groundbreaking and fantastic. I don't know if the general audience is blown away by visual effects to the degree that they were back in 2009 nowadays. Like, mm -hmm. um, 2009 
we were still proudly rocking our 1080p Blu-rays, and we're like, oh, oh, 60 frames per second? Whoa, no, no, that that's out of, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. That's possible. Whereas, like, <laughs> I think now we're kind of just, I don't want to say we're inundated with technology too much, we're just kind of used to visual effects, but, like, we've seen truly outstanding things, both, like, created digitally um i was gonna say marvel movie but uh <laughs> can't say that anymore yeah um everything everywhere all at once has fantastic cgi or even practical things like top gun maverick We're, we are we still love the spectacle but i don't know if the the draw of avatar is still there i i don't know also if it's as culturally relevant i know that there's a park at disney world up the section of Disney World for it, but I don't think it's stayed in the zeitgeist nearly as long, and I don't think it'll do nearly as well. I'm just not excited for it. I've never liked Avatar. I it's just Pocahontas with blue people. It's it's impressive visually, but I don't think audiences are as enamored with visual effects anymore. They're used to it by now. Yeah, yeah. And these days you have to tell a good story. Um, anyway, <laughs> but no, yeah, because it's definitely Pocahontas with blue people, but like with moral, more moral questions and less answers. Like, I don't understand how James you can Cameron, somehow get worse than James Disney's Pocahontas. Ask, James Cameron <laughs> likes to ask the big questions, but not provide answers to them. Yeah. Like Ridley Scott. Um, so yeah. next up, I've got one serious answer and one that Josh and I are just going to take it and run with and have fun with because we talked about it last week very, very briefly. What movie or TV show would you pitch to a studio? I'll give the serious answer out of the way so that way Josh can Josh and I can just dick around with our idea here. My serious one is, honestly, if I was given a chance to pitch a movie to a studio, I would go with my age-old um mummy remake but in the style of the descent of a bunch of archaeologists yes. go into a pyramid um <laughs> looking for treasure or looking for old artifacts you can get like different groups you can get your easy like kill fodder of like oh we're just here for the gold and then you can get your people like your quote-unquote good guys we're just here for the archaeology for the for the knowledge for the sake of knowledge um but they get trapped inside a pyramid I, it always freaked me out as a kid learning about um pyramids and mummies that they would purposely make empty rooms that went to nowhere so that thieves would get trapped in the pyramids forever and basically starve and die like it was a labyrinth inside of pyramids that always freaked me out as a kid i would love that for a movie of people often make fun of the mummy for you're just slow and not necessarily that creepy doesn't matter if a mummy's fast or not if you have nowhere to go. If you are stuck in a room, you will eventually get caught up with. Also, I've, I've never understood, like, the mummy doesn't need these big, huge stakes of whether it's the Brendan Fraser one, which I love, or the Tom Cruise movie that exists and is the bane of my existence, as much as I love that terrible trailer. Um, the mummy does not have to take over the world. He could just be pissed that you're in his house and, like, kill you that way. Uh, or it's not one mummy in particular. It's all the carcasses come to life in the style of the descent. That's that's what I would pitch. A very much more claustrophobic mm. approach to the mummy. And the mummy's not even my favorite universal monster by no means. I just think the premise works too well. It could be set in any time period. You could have a high body count. 
the descent works so well as a horror movie just swap that out with egyptian mythology and i'm right on board that that would, that would be my pitch for a story nice yeah that that i think you and i are both big fans of the descent so having something descent-esque or descent adjacent it was just to me is an automatic win you could even kind of like uh because of the mythology kind of tie in some uh as above so below with kind of the mind bendingness which is also a movie that i has no right being as good as good as as it is what if they're Uh, trying to get to like the the pharaoh's tomb but it's guarded by other things uh, and with each passing level there's a new yes like a statue or something um if i'm doing a serious pitch I'm not going to say Redwall as much as I want to. Uh, there is, and I was, I almost want to say do, do a Mistborn movie, which is a series I just finished reading, but allegedly they're going to be in production f- for one in six months, uh, which is crazy to think about. Um, I think if I'm pitching something, I, I want to, I want to keep going down this, this road of bringing, bringing, uh, uh uh, graphic novels to to the screen i would absolutely love because of how short it is and it's very straightforward in its story um i think it would work better no yeah it would work better as a tv series but if they if they adapted the last ronin the tmnt new tmnt comic uh to to a, to some sort of streaming surface probably hbo max so they can go as dark as the comic does um it's fantastic. It's for those that don't know, it's about the grandson of of Shredder, like finally getting one up on the turtles, and there's only one left, uh, and he has to, including including Splinter. So it's it's he has to fight back with dealing with the loss of his entire family and that's just I I know I'm a team and T guy, and like I know that's like not surprising coming for me, but like. For those who haven't read the last Ronin, it really is one of the best team NT stories ever written. And it's just, oh, I would love to see it um, on screen. So we jokingly talked about this last week. So uh-huh. now is the perfect time to talk about it. How Josh and I collectively as a very dangerous and delusional duo would pitch to a actual movie studio. And I mean this with full sincerity. Josh and I would pitch the hell out of a live-action Rescue Heroes movie. Like- Bro, say less. Yes. For those that don't know, Rescue Heroes was a toy line back in the, what, early 2000s? With the biggest um, boots this side of Ninja Turtles. of boots. Um, and the greatest every- of pun names ever. Like, they had Gosh, a surfer patrolman named... Uh, Rip Curl. They had a fireman named Billy Blazes and Wendy Waters. He had a police guy with an awesome motorcycle named Jake Justice. Uh, the the cop was named Jake Justice, not the motorcycle. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the motorcycle's name was. Um, yeah. Then you had like a a dude that cl- a rock climber named Rocky Canyon. Who I mean, it has to be played by the Rock. He already kind of resembles Rocky Canyon to he begin does. with. It's hilarious. A big brute bald guy. Um. And like his heavy name duty? Is Rocky Canyon. I, I just I just need it. The only thing is the rescue heroes are like a first response team. There's not like a bad guy. But if you could have like a Cobra Commander type organization that the rescue heroes have to be on patrol against, I I don't 
hate it. <laughs> so you can get like The Rock as no. Rocky Canyon, Henry Cavill with the mustache as Billy Blazes. Um, oh my gosh. Um Jessica Chastain is Wendy Waters. I, there's so much I love about that, though. Like, I, I almost want to say lean Chris hard. Hemsworth is Rip Curl. Oh, stop. Now I have it. I need to have this. Um, excuse me. <laughs> but like, bro, like Michael you could Pena go as far as Justice. To, now, you know what? Let's lean into our source material. Like, you know, <laughs> a cartoon from the early 2000s um, and just have them like fight like against like with some uh some some environmental activists against like some big corporation dealing with something like let's 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 i don't care like they're the rescue heroes they have like an underwater they had a base. dog they had a dog they, an aerial flyer had a, her own eagle she but was awesome she was like yeah there's so much oh, that ooh. they it's so they glowed in the dark guys i don't think you realize how cool it was that they glowed in the dark and had abnormally large elephantitis feet <laughs> it's so crazy though that the, the the show is the reason i know how to solve that dot puzzle yeah of like, the house of the x in it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> connect all the dots with one line and billy i just vividly remember billy blazes being like this Rocky, puzzle, you gotta kid, think well, outside the box. You gotta think outside the box, kid. And the guy's like, I don't know what he means. It's like a pilot episode. <laughs> yes. It's so good. And they had I had the, that on VHS, dude. Same. And they had like the coolest bass. It was like a... It, God, dude, so... they literally lived in Happy Harbor like the Young Justice team. They did. They oh, literally did. They had their own like, mountain. They had their own like, jet. Of, uh... You could like, shoot the boat out the back. The boat had its own like, speeder that you could shoot out the front. We risk. I would buy all the toys again. All right. All right. Chill, chill out, no. Doc JPEG. <laughs> you're you're only thinking of the merchandising opportunities. If <laughs> buys the rights to Rescue Heroes and puts a Rescue Heroes series on Disney Plus or live action movie, all will be forgiven. All of it. I don't care. I'm drooling now, literally. <laughs> That's it. Is like one of those shows that I would love to like get for them to tap in, especially like yeah or like uh street sharks was one of my favorite things growing up it's so stupid but like it could be so fun or the other one that i will die my sword if it needs to happen either frog and toad animated Ooh. not live action because oh god no um <laughs> or the greatest cinematic slash literary crossover of all time franklin little bear crossover i need it i will not compromise on my values Frank Little Bear will be the most ambitious crossover if it ever happens. And I want something besides just a crest or a beak commercial for toothpaste with the two of them. It's crazy that you know that. Oh, <laughs> uh, of course I remember that commercial. Little Bear taught us all how to brush our teeth. He was very yeah, good at it. <laughs> all right. So anyway, moving on. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, three more. Three more. Which films or TV shows have really good character development? Okay. Ooh, Let's I got get you. the obvious one out of the way. The beautiful, beautiful human being slash mom slash babysitter. That is Steve Harrington. That's so, good. Yeah, absolutely. I have a friend right now that he's he's on the young side, but he's going through it for the first time. And he's just finished season one. He's like, I hate Steve so much. I'm like, I promise you, by the time you finish season two, 
you will die for Steve. He's like, no, Steve is the worst. I'm like, mark my words, because Steve's journey is one of the best. He goes from total douche canoe to the greatest mama bear of all time. Even if he's getting a little hairier in the chest, as all the kids mention repeatedly. We're, like, weirdly, it's so weird. But, like, but not just Steve. I think Stranger Things in general is really good about character development. Um, shows like uh, uh, Arcane um, is fantastic with its character development. Um, uh, uh, the Last Airbender show, fantastic. Zuko! Um, dude zuko uh, there's so many like katara's fantastic like everybody's so incredible uh toth even um but zuko i'm trying to think of shows that aren't kids shows <laughs> but those are more character evolutions i think zuko has the biggest character development in terms of just being like the primary antagonist to be that's fair as much as i love ang zuko is like the real hero and the real mvp of especially the later seasons of last airbender of just dude your character's come so far like when he betrays Iroh and he thinks Iroh's burned him forever. And he's like trying to apologize to Iroh and Iroh just rushes to hug him. He's just like, the baby face turn uh, is complete. Zuko is so a good great. guy now. Like, oh, it's so good. And Iroh, Iroh has no character development because he's one of those characters. You either have a character that undergoes an arc and has tremendous character development or they're the steady, I always kind of remain the same. And that's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Indiana Jones never changes as a person. He's always the same character. Marty McFly always kind of stays the same as a character. Some characters for better or are... worse. Get over your hatred of Marty. He's not that bad. No. We, <laughs> we have other protagonists that you hate a lot more, but that's fair. Zuko, oh, that character development. I was almost tempted to put Draco on the list, but his his, his development could have been better. Oh, I got one. Um, Neville. Neville, absolutely. The sexy, as, sexy piece that is Neville. What a god. Like, by the end of the last movie, I was like, dude, you are like my favorite character. Like, him move over, Luna? Harry. He's the chosen one. Okay, but because he cut off the head of the snake. He's yes. The best. Um, but also, uh, Ben Solo. Ben Solo, Kylo Ren is one of the best characters in the in the sequel trilogy, and you can't change my mind. The, the fact of the matter to, is, will. when uh, you know what, if I could rewrite a scene, yeah, it'd be that last scene. Ray dies, Ben Ben survives, and goes on to try to undo the harm that first that first order does. Like, oh, so what I just, said in our pitch a few yeah, weeks exactly. ago, uh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> The uh, but no, yeah, Ben Solo is absolutely the best character and has one of the best, uh, the only character arcs, um, in the sequel trilogy. Um, I, do, do you got anything else? Any other ones off the top of your head in terms of character development? I'm sure we're missing a big one. Uh, oh, Legolas, we're missing a lot of Legolas and Gimli, fantastic. Um, character development, Luke Skywalker in the original trilogy of going. I want to go to Tashi Station and pick up some power converters. I'm a Jedi like my father before me. Oh, I'm still a moron because I literally throw my lightsaber away as I'm saying that. And then you get electrocuted less than a minute later because oh, yep. I done goofed. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of them out there. I, I think uh, my current favorite, I think, is Arcane. When it comes to character development, Stranger Things is, is just killing it right now as well. Uh, and like, I completely understand if neither of those shows are your cup of tea, but there's a, there's definitely a lot of really good content out there right now. Uh, before we move on, honorable mention to Nancy for being a good character, yes. a bad character, and back to a good character again. Again, 
just by being paired with Robin. Robin makes everything better, including the next Batman movie, right, Matt Reeves? Wait, what? I refuse to let that go. Um, We'll just stick on the Stranger Things train, why not? Uh, If you were in charge of Stranger Things... Who would you kill off? Oh, I would have killed off so many more people in the yeah, season okay, four finale. So, 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 I guess spoiler warning. I guess for season finale, it's been out for a uh, while now. So, yeah, but I mean, obviously, like you just said, you have a friend that uh, hasn't oh, seen I, it. I yet, don't so. care. He doesn't listen. <laughs> okay, fair he enough. Listen to the show. Uh, all right. So, do you keep? I, I want to say the people that died. Do you keep alive? But like, only one person died. So. Um, Technically, too, if you want to count Papa again, even though Papa's died before. Yeah, uh, screw that guy. Um, who else would would you have gone? Would you have kept Eddie alive? Would you have kept Papa alive? I would have killed at least one person per party, mm. just for maximum stakes. Uh, I would have killed Jonathan because that'll emotionally destroy Will uh, more than anything. Mike, I. You kind of still need him, I think. Uh, that would have turned Eleven fully to the dark side. Kill Jonathan. As much as I like him, you probably could have killed Argyle. Um, kill Murray and the Russian guy that he's with, that um, mm-hmm. the Hopper meets. I was surprised that guy survived. I know a lot of people are expecting me to say Steve. I would have killed Nancy instead. Because Nancy very much is a linchpin for a lot of the group's dynamic. And she would go a long way for, oh, I got this great redemption arc of becoming a really likable character again and then die. Or Robin, because she's such a fan favorite, I think everyone was expecting Steve to die. Pull the rug out and get someone else. Obviously, you won't kill one of the kids because you just just don't do that. I would have absolutely kept, um, why am I blanking on his name? Metallica solo. Why am I blanking on oh, his name? Oh, uh, Eddie. Yeah, I I still would have killed Eddie. I know people are like Eddie was the best. Yes, but Eddie still needed to die. It's just kind of how it works mm-hmm. in Stranger Things. I still would have killed Eddie. Um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of pretty. I think the only one I wouldn't have I wouldn't I would have uh, not done for you in years is Nancy. I, I want if he, if she's gonna die, it's gonna be in the next season. Um, <laughs> uh, I need because now they unfortunately are in this awkward love triangle situation. Uh, so I, I would have preferred Jonathan over Steve. Um, I will say if you're going to go through the trouble of half killing Max killer all the way, I, I don't, I, to me, I this like half hearted, like, Ooh, like we're going to make Lucas watch Vecna win and kill the love of his life right in front of him. But then we're also not going to let her die. That to me, that that's almost cheating Lucas out of some potential really, really awesome character moments in the coming season. Uh, Cause he has come around a lot. He's not my favorite character by far, but like he's definitely not just like a bland, like just happens to be their character. And I really wish that as much as I love Max, the absolute heartbreak of her fighting Vecna off and him still give it getting her is uh that that's just that hits harder than than them bringing her back to life somehow. Fair, fair. Yeah, I think she'll she'll be back at some point. 
point. Um, yeah. But also, I saw a theory out there that I also kind of like. Everyone dies but Eleven, and she's got to go into the Upside Down, because I think the Upside Down, there is no time, kind of like the Quantum Realm. Quantum Realm. Quantum Realm. The in, Quantum Realm. Quantum Realm in uh, the MCU. I think that could be interesting. Uh, maybe kill Eleven if you're really ballsy. Because then you have no hope, and Vecna really wins, and then you gotta find a way to bring her back. Because, oh my gosh, can you imagine if Eleven stops Vecna, but she dies in the process, right as Hopper shows up, and he missed it by that much? Yes. Emotional turmoil. I thrive on you. I love seeing people die in shows and movies if it means something. And yeah, sometimes absolutely. it really, really doesn't. Um, so lastly, speaking of things that don't really have an emotional punch, uh, our last question, do you think Wanda is really dead in the MCU? And if not, when will she return? So, spoiler for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, we called it for months. She was the bad guy. It seemed like she had a redemption arc at the end and brought down like the whole mountain on her, but right as the rock looks like it's about to hit her, it looks like there's some like red explosion. So... Maybe she either teleported herself away or she actually did die. That being said, just because this Wanda is gone, we've introduced a multiverse. I highly doubt Elizabeth Olsen is gone. Maybe our universe's established Wanda is gone, but maybe a uh, mutant Wanda is out there somewhere. We know uh, the Wanda that has... Billy and Tommy out there. She's still alive and doing well. Probably just slightly concussed. Uh, there's millions upon millions of Wandas out there, so I think it's impossible for her not to come back. It's just a matter of is our Wanda dead? To which I will also still say no. Uh, I've read an interesting theory that right as she was about to die, Kang sucked her out of the time stream and is keeping her somewhere else away from her away from the equation, so to speak, because he knows how dangerous she is, and he has, like, his greater Kang plan. I I think Scarlet Witch will be back at some point. Our universes. But even if she's not, this is not the last time we see Wanda. It just might not be our Wanda. Maybe this time she'll actually be a mutant! No. <laughs> yeah. But we that's, can't that's, have nice things. Uh, is Wanda, is our universe's Wanda dead? I say no way in hell. There's no way she's alive. Like this, it's if the MCU is good at something, it's not fake outs. So um, no one stays dead except Peter Parker's loved ones. And yeah, exactly. So it's there's no way. It's to me, we didn't see the body, and that's the number one rule. If you don't in cinema, if you don't see the body, uh, no body, no crime. Yeah, exactly. So it's. It, I don't think there's a chance that she's dead at all. Uh, I'd be I'd be curious as to how they put they explain it away. But yeah, it's there's no way that she's dead. I, as far as when she shows up again, um, I don't know. It kind of depends on what Kang's about to do. So uh, to me, I think at the latest Kang Di- Avengers Kang Dynasty. But I wouldn't be surprised if she shows up before then. You watch, she shows up in something super, super random, like the Thunderbolts as the thing that they have to stop or something like that, trying to copy the Suicide Squad because okay, but like, out of ideas. I hate that. I hate that, though, because then that makes the whole the Illuminati look like a bunch of chumps if they're able to beat her. I mean, they you kind know what of I mean? were like, chumps, though. They were, but like that's 
that's not fair at Here, all. I'm the smartest man in the universe. Let me tell you how to beat Black Bolt. Yeah, that's, I know. I, it is what it is, you know. Mom's like spaghetti. I, <laughs> quite literally. Uh, don't don't yell your head off. Anyway, um, what mouth? I think it's time you cut the cut these uh, these questions in half. I'm just keep going. I'm going to keep going with the 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 the. the um, oh snap. Ah, there it is. And suppose rumor is um, Maria Rambo's Captain Marvel might still be alive because she just dropped a building on her. Mordo's still alive. We know that. Uh, besides that, I'm trying to forget. In the Multiverse of Madness, it was not very good. Well, what else like here, guys' questions? If you have any other questions, don't hesitate for us to do another Q&A episode. Just send us a question whenever you feel like it, and we'll probably either get around to it in the next episode or the next Q&A. We always like hearing from you guys. Uh, so if you haven't already, subscribe to whatever audio platform you're listening to us on, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube. And if you haven't already, subscribe to us on YouTube. Help us get to 700 subscribers before the end of the year. And as always, stay sharp, movie guys and gals.